0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I've just been joined in studio uh, because we're going to talk about the farmers and the prospect of a farmers' party. Pat O'Toole, political editor of the Irish Farmers' Journal, has just walked in. Pat, good morning and welcome. Good morning because a massive poll of almost 2,000 farmers in your paper today, the Irish Farmers' Journal, shows that three out of four farmers would vote for a new farmers' party. Now, the poll also revealed that Minister McConnellogue's approval rating among farmers has fallen significantly this year. Uh, Fennec support among farmers continues to fall. Uh, So, uh, lots to digest in uh, this particular survey. And this was in advance part of the Farming Alliance making clear its intention to actually form a party? Absolutely. Um, so the the Farmers Alliance
1: have uh, come out in, in the last couple of days and confirmed that they intend to become a political party. Uh, but this survey has been planned for weeks um, and, uh, now, there was talk, wasn't there? Oh, well, there has been talk, uh, really ever since last March, um, since the uh, emergence of the BBB, the Farmer Citizen Party in the Netherlands, where they came from obscurity. They had one seat in Parliament, and in the local and Senate elections, they became the largest party in in what is one of Europe's most urban countries. So uh, explain that to me. It's, uh, I think there's this dissatisfaction with... Uh, the political establishment. Um, there's a lot of unhappiness with the pace of change of life, and with the demands being made on people uh, to cope with the challenges we're facing around climate change, around lockdown, around um, uh, you know what would be
0: seen as people's personal choices mm. but uh, are talk being, to me are are about the, that uh, farming party in the yes. Netherlands are they um, pitching themselves as kind of anti the green agenda because uh, i've been to uh, holland years and years ago doing a program about farming there mm. and long before we had intensive milk production and we do it very well now they were doing that i mean they were monitoring uh, every cow for you know how much food you give them and how much milk you get out. And they optimised it if you gave a cow more food and she didn't produce more milk. <laughs> she didn't get any more food. They were doing that decades ago. So they are an intensive producer. So yeah. so are they anti-green? Uh, so you're right, they're an intensive producer for, for a number of
1: reasons. The biggest one being they uh, the massive ports like Rotterdam, Rotterdam. Uh, which bring in cheap feedstuffs from all over the world um the dutch uh, have a very densely populated uh, country but they're they're one of the leading exporters of uh, food produce and, uh, and uh, fruit and vegetables in particular and flowers uh, all over the world. Uh, even though there's 18 million people on a country less than half the size of the Republic of Ireland. Mm. So, uh, th- But there was kickback. The, the, the problem in the Netherlands that emerged, the, the specific problem which put uh, limits on farming was around nitrogen levels in the air. Whereas we have nitrates levels in our water is, is our biggest problem. But uh, and they prescribed the closure of a number of farms, about 500 farms. There were a lot of protests through 2021. And uh, in 2023, then, the BBB uh, catapulted into um, the the largest party. Uh, So that kind of dissatisfaction with the pace of change that I saw Politico talking about the, you know, they're predicting that the far right are going to have a very good European elections next year mm-hmm. across the European Union. Um, we've seen accusations from env- uh, environmental activists that farming and farmers are lurching to the far right. Um, so we thought it was pr- appropriate to
0: ask yeah. farmers the question, if there were a farmer's party, would you support it? Yeah. And 72% we'll say yes. <laughs> the finding is quite dramatic, uh, uh, really. Uh, the, just going back to the Netherlands, uh, a bit: are they a bit like us that, you know, many people have gravitated from the land with intensive farming, but many people in urban areas have a farming background, have a farming heritage and history, and therefore... Even urban voters might be sympathetic to that farming party.
1: Far less than Ireland, um, it, it's been an industrial nation for a long time, um, and, and it's been a mercantile economy for a long, long time. But they do have huge pride in uh, in, in, in like the, the reclamation of the land from the sea. Uh, land is very precious in the Netherlands. Land use is very hotly debated. Um, but but I think there was a kickback um, against. It's very hard to identify because the BBB as of yet have not been tested. They haven't come into power. Uh, the, The government has collapsed and it will be interesting to see if the BBB come into to, um, government from the lower house. But the European elections will be another test of their strength. But what we don't know is what will they do when they get the reins of power. Sure. And, so uh, is this a
0: protest vote or is it a meaningful vote?
1: Yeah. And, and is this a party that is going to be far right? As uh, They were endorsed by Donald Trump. Uh, they were endorsed by Orban. Uh, they were endorsed by the Italian Prime Minister, who would be regarded as far-right. But but that does not necessarily mean that the BBB will be far-right. And similarly, uh, there are probably going to be early attempts to ping the Farmers' Alliance. I attended one of the Farmers' Alliance's first meetings in NACE. It was their third meeting, their second public meeting, as an organisation. And to be honest, um, I, I found it quite surreal. Um, there were... Um, There were people speaking about uh, lockdown and COVID and climate change from a very sceptical point of view. Um, I'm not sure that you could call much of what I heard mainstream, but that was the very early. These were invited Mm. guests. We have to give the Farmers Alliance the chance to find its feet, to establish their policies and their their priorities. Um, And it may be that they will be the party that this poll is predicting. It may be that it will be another party. We have... Seen in the last five years, a proliferation of farming organisations, farmer representatives, as many as mm. ten spoke at a meeting I chaired in Law recently around wedding, which was organised by Michael Fitzmorris. So there, there's, I mean, huge there are
0: clearly uh, farming issues which are very important to farmers, and uh, they would certainly be tempted to vote. Seventy-two percent would give a vote to a farmers' party. Uh, they'd vote for people who would be active on on those issues. It's not expected they would form a majority of any government, but they could be a very strong tail wagging the dog.
1: Yeah, um, they would. for for such a party to, um, to to gain national prominence, they would have to break out past the farming community and and become, a, I suppose, standard bearers for rural Ireland, as the BBB have done in the Netherlands. Um, but I think what we asked farmers was an abstract question. If there were a farming party, would you give that party your first preference vote, 72% said yes, but if you had a party flesh and blood with candidates in our complicated proportional representational system, um, farmers will be very closely examining the policies and the personalities involved. Uh, So that vote becomes, instead of abstract, it becomes much more real. And I think that
0: uh, that vote will have to be earned. Yeah uh, there's also uh, traditionally in rural Ireland more maybe than in urban Ireland you've people who have affinities with uh, finegrail or Fenofoil and if they recognize a candidate for the Farmers Alliance as formerly of Fenofoil the finegrailers are not going to vote for that person on, you know it's just not going to happen and vice versa
1: yeah, and yet when, if we flip out from into where we looked at the, uh, and we look at this in every poll we do, um, and every survey we do, the the party preferences, the independents, most of whom are former Jean Poole, either Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael or Sinn Féin in the case of Pader Tobin A2 and A2 and Carol Nolan, um, Uh, these independents are continuing to rise. Up to 24% now have more support among farmers than Fianna Fáil, who have dropped to 23%. Fianna Gael had been at 60%. Um, In 2010, they peaked. They're now down to 34%. They've dropped 4% since December. Um, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael collectively had about 80% typically of the farmer vote, they're down to about 54% now yes. between them. So, yet yeah, there's absolute dissatisfaction with mm. the political establishment. Now, Sinn Féin have not prospered in this poll. No, and this has been something that was just, uh, scratching, we're scratching our heads over because Sinn Féin had started to rise. They have always been at about half... Among farmers, they have half the level of support they do in the general public uh, across opinion polls. So they had risen to about 16%, which is, you know, approaching half of their polling in in national opinion polls. Uh, But now they've slipped back um, at Christmas and again in this poll to 12%, which suggests that they're not gaining traction with farmers. Um, And I think that uh, that in itself is interesting. It seems that the floating vote and the dissatisfied vote Uh, is going to the independents who are the opposition in rural Ireland.
0: Um, Some of the other findings, 50% of farmers open to transitioning to organic farming within the next five years. Open to, doesn't mean they'll they'll do it, but they're open to the idea. Another one, uh, one in five farmers considering planting trees under the state's 1.3 billion forestry programme.
1: Yeah. um, The organics one is, uh, I, I think that is significant because I think The ideology around organic farming um, is taking second place to the practicalities with input costs having shot up last year. They've come back this year again, but margins are being eroded because prices have come back as well. And I think farmers are now looking at uh, especially extensive farmers who use low levels of inputs. Maybe we should go the whole hog, go organic Uh, Cut out the chemical fertiliser, cut out the pesticides, reduce veterinary medicines and harvest the premiums that are there. The big problem for organic farming um, as a sector is developing the markets for the produce because they're not there at present um, for what we are
0: producing. So we we need to expand the markets, but farmers are certainly willing to give it a go. Hmm. Other findings, 31% of farmers uh, have problems with deer populations. Yeah, it's a huge problem. And last week's front page story was about rising TB levels
1: in the bovine population. Uh, we have black spots in Wicklow um, and deer you are know, a particular problem there. Uh, we have deer on our farm for the first time in, in anyone's memory. Um, down in, in Wexford and, and this is being reported all over the country. Uh, it's great that we heard this morning that the corncrake is expanding its base mm-hmm. in
0: Ireland again but not at the same rate as deer unfortunately. And, and tell me about the deer, what's good for the deer at the moment? Uh, I mean there used to be a regular hunting of deer in season and so on. What's changed that has allowed them to prosper? Well,
1: I think illegal hunting has stopped, and being frank, there probably was poaching of deer that has stopped, um, f- for a variety of reasons, and uh, the the management of the deer herd, uh, is probably not what it it needs to be, uh, and the other thing I think is because of say if you were in Kerry. The emergence of rhododendrons, um, they have taken away the vegetation in Killarney National Park. So the deer are venturing out of their former home in the National okay. Park onto the farmland around it.
0: That's extraordinary. The, the And the rhododendron is a bit of a problem. I mean, it's a massive problem. Yeah, yeah. It's rampant every, everywhere. And yet people love to see it in bloom and so on. So there's a, a mixture there. A very interesting survey, Pat. And uh, the granular detail can be found in today's uh, Farmer's Journal. Pat O'Toole, political editor of the Irish Farmers' Journal. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. I'll just give you, before you go, Pat, a flavour of what's coming in. Already tarring the farmers with the far-right tag. Typical. Everything we don't like is far-right. A town dweller here who will vote for any new Farmers' Party. I'm a city dweller, lifelong Fine Gael supporter. I would support a Farmers' Party if they ran a candidate in my constituency. That's Jack in Terranure. Uh, they're not re-wetting any part of Terranura as far as I know. Farmers are under attack from the current government with policies like herd reduction re-wetting and the residential zoned land tax. A cabinet with too urban a focus is not in touch with the mood on the ground. And I mentioned in passing we do intensive dairy farming very well now. No we do not uh, says a texter. Every stream is polluted and animal welfare is Ireland's dirty secret. Why not some forensic analysis on farming? I live on a farm in tip and I do know what goes on. What say you Pat? those comments?
1: We forensically analyse uh, farming in the Farmer's Journal every week and I think it is available in your. so be, uh, if you're voting for a farmer candidate maybe
0: you'll pick up the paper. Pat O'Toole, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.